Welcome. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource, and joining me is Pete Collins, and Pete's the CFO of Veritone. Pete, tell us about Veritone. Uh, thanks, Jeff, and uh, good afternoon or good morning to uh, those of you on listening today. Um, Veritone is um, a pretty unique business. Uh, we've got uh, three different uh, kind of overall uh, categories for our business. We've got our um, artificial intelligence operating system, which we call AIware. We've got an ad agency and a content licensing business. Both of those uh, uh, two businesses um, are highly uh, dependent upon our AIware operating system. So, Jeff, maybe real quick, let me just kind of step back and talk about what the artificial intelligence operating system is. Okay. Um, what we like to do is compare it to uh, the Microsoft Windows operating system. And if you think about what Windows does, is it allows for third-party hardware peripherals to interoperate. So you don't need to worry about if you've got a hard drive from one vendor and a keyboard from another vendor. Rather, all of the inputs and outputs between uh, those different peripherals are all uh, uh, normal normalized through Windows. And then sitting above Windows, you've got what uh, the users interface with, which are applications. So in, in the case of Windows, you've got uh, Microsoft Office, but you've also got thousands, if not uh, hundreds of thousands, of third-party applications that uh, are built on top of Windows. In, in the artificial intelligence world, the, the comparison is very similar. Um, instead of third-party uh, hardware peripherals sitting below our operating system, rather we've got cognitive engines, and there's over 16 classes of cognition um, on our platform today, and uh, we've got over 350 different engines uh, amongst those 16 categories. So that's things like transcription, object detection, facial recognition, logo detection, um, et cetera, et cetera. The inputs and outputs of all of those uh, cognitive engines is then uh, stored into a database, which we call uh, TED. It's a temporal elastic database. And then we've got applications that are specific to different uh, use cases that are able to take the information from TED and then present it to uh, the uh, users, whether it's government agencies or local law enforcement or media and entertainment uh, companies to be able to take action off of uh, unstructured data, which is being analyzed by those uh, cognitive engines. So, it, so the three parts work together? It's all complementary, is that correct? Yes. Um, the, the underlying uh, benefit of um, utilizing uh, the AIware operating system um, inside of those businesses, whether it's for companies that are subscribers to AIware or as a uh, component to be able to differentiate our advertising agency or our content licensing, um, it, 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 they're all um, linked together by the AIware. So maybe if, if I give you an example within the advertising agency, it would kind of help to um, give you some, some context for why um, AIware is important for our advertising agency. So the, the advertising agency um, was that, that uh, is in our business started really in the um, radio uh, side where we're uh, placing uh, direct response ads, oftentimes using um, uh, national uh, programs to have the host talk about a particular uh, company's product. Um, so to take, for instance, like a Dollar Shave Club where you've got, like, uh, say, Dan Patrick talking about uh, Dollar Shave Club club products on his uh, national uh, uh, drive time radio show. 
by using um, our uh, AIware, we can have uh, those uh, radio broadcasts ingested into our platform, and we can verify that the hosts across the country um, read the ad correctly and read it um, in the correct time frame to be able to provide verification back to the advertiser that the um, ads that they paid for were actually run. This significantly enhances the relationship between the broadcaster and uh, the advertiser. So when we first started the business, we were focused on using this, this capability to be able to enhance the service for um, our uh, advertising clients. We've seen um, tremendous growth in our advertising agency over the last three years, growth rates that uh, were um, over uh, basically mid-teens um, on an annual basis. In fact, back in 2017, we grew by over 50% on a year-over-year basis. Um, and then as we um, gained that foothold through the advertisers, the broadcasters came on and became direct subscribers of um, AIware so that they could um, provide this enhanced verification for uh, their um, their advertisers who, who are really their customer um, and their business model. Makes sense. So, so you hear AI or artificial intelligence a lot these days, but how big is the addressable market that you guys are targeting? So we've, we've looked at this um, over time as far as the size of the addressable market, and uh, you know, it's, it, it's, needless to say, it's in the billions of dollars. Um, there, are, there are tremendous um, uh, you know, uh, opportunities um, from if you just looked at what was being, what's being spent in uh, media and entertainment, uh, law enforcement, and then uh, government agencies. Um, you know, each of them has a TAM of probably – uh, on the small side, probably uh, $10 billion. And um, I think in the government sector, it's closer to 20 to $25 billion. So uh, TAM is not uh, really an issue for us. Okay. So with such a large market, um, it's got to be competitive. So, so where do you guys stand out? How are you differentiated? Well, we're, we're the only um, company that has adopted this operating um, system uh, approach. Um, others um, have uh, developed more of a point solution um, use case. So let me explain what, what the difference is. So if, if you've got a, um, a library of video and um, you want to be able to um, identify, find information in that library, you might use uh, one type of cognition, say uh, transcription, to be able to find every, every instance where a particular phrase was uh, mentioned. So let's talk about, um, you know, hypothetically immigration reform, okay? But what you would find is, is by using just that one engine and that one point solution, that um, you would get a lot of, of different um, references to immigration reform, but if you really wanted it to be tied back to a particular politician's views, you would get a lot of uh, basically false positives. So if you invoked a second engine, then hypothetically you, you went with facial recognition as you were looking at this video library, you would um, oftentimes find uh, that face and those words together, but it wouldn't necess necessarily be the, the politician speaking, it might be the politician's image on the background of a television screen, and rather you're hearing what the host is saying or the commentator is saying about that uh, individual's, that politician's uh, perspective on immigration reform. 
what what you're what you really need is a third engine, hypothetically like an object detection that would identify a podium or a microphone, which would distinguish that it's not inside a studio. It's it's in another setting, in order to be able to get the the transcript, the face. Um, and that proper setting to be able to then identify out of those thousands of hours of content the specific information you're looking for. So the marketplace is really built today on companies that do facial recognition or uh, object detection or transcription. What, what we're unique in is that we can um, organize and combine the output of all of those engines to be able to deliver the most uh, meaningful information for um, that uh, that customer. Customer. So there, there's a lot of, of, um, of and, and these, these, these different engines that I'm mentioning are really our partners. We're not competing with them. We're really just um, enhancing the output of their capability in a way that they're not able to do because they've uh, basically developed um, their capabilities along particular uh, categories of cognition. Pete, if I'm understanding you correctly, the uh, Veritone operating system is agnostic and it helps to select the right tool or tools for the given job. Is that is that fair to say? Absolutely, Jeff. So um, if you think about it just in, in the category of, of uh, transcription, um, there are engine, the engines are only going to be as good as, as the um, training data, that the, the, the set of training data that they use to, to uh, create their engine. And so if you've got speakers that come from different parts of the world, say someone from London versus someone from Los Angeles, uh, they're going to have different uh, lexicon and different speaking patterns. And an engine is going to be uh, most uh, accurate if it's tuned to the specific uh, type of uh, of uh, lexicon and speaking pattern of the person that uh, it, it was recorded. So in our situation, being able to identify that an engine from company A that, that uses that uh, Los Angeles type of, of, of uh, spoken language versus uh, a uh, engine from company C that was trained um, in the UK, and then combining the uh, output of those two, and frankly, using uh, technology like speaker separation to be able to distinguish the uh, speaking of the first and the second people, um, and then being able to feed the content through the two engines, all of that in, in, in uh, collaboration um, is going to provide a more accurate um, output, a more accurate transcript for the user. So we're, we're all about um, improving accuracy at, at the price point that the customer is uh, looking for, and by using multiple different engines that we're constantly benchmarking and analyze is how we're able to deliver that, and that's, that's part of the secret sauce uh, that we have compared Comparison in comparison to what uh, um, others use in the marketplace. Sounds good. So, so who are you targeting uh, as customers, and where are you adding uh, the, the most value? So we started um, on our AIware operating system um, sales uh, specifically in the media and entertainment space, and that's because, um, as I described earlier, the um, initial uh, business development uh, using AIware within our advertising agency, that then led to uh, broadcasters. So um, we've got um, a very uh, good position um, in that marketplace today. We've got uh, you know everybody from uh, basically the, the radio broadcasters to uh, television uh, 
uh, broadcasters, um, and we're seeing um, we're, we're growing in that marketplace from uh, what we like to call a land and expand uh, perspective. So, going back, uh, you know, four years, we were in the in the stages of working with um, a, an individual market for a national broadcaster. Um, that then went to a larger kind of top 50 market deal. Um, one of the things that we talked about in our earnings call uh, on November 6th was that uh, we have signed um, a agreement, which is an expansion of an existing agreement with a uh, media and entertainment uh, uh, company where we've got potential revenue in uh, the, the uh, uh, kind of high uh, uh, nine-digit um, I'm sorry, seven-digit uh, category um, for uh, a TCV from a next three-year perspective. So that, that's an example of, of how, um, over time, as we get going with uh, broadcasters, um, they ended up bringing on uh, more stations. We get more content to analyze for them. We're adding, uh, making more of an impact for their overall organization. And then in that particular case, we actually added on another application that we developed to help them enhance their relationship with with advertisers. So that's that's a um, you know kind of a, a quick uh, overview of of what we're doing in the media and entertainment space. We've also um, got a second uh, category we're pursuing, which is government, legal, and compliance, and. You know, let me just explain kind of why we we focus on on these two categories, artificial intelligence and and the the aspects of artificial intelligence that we're most focused on is really about unstructured uh, data, and that's. Uh, primarily video and audio content. So video and audios is the is the is the the main product of media entertainment. So there's a natural um, uh, uh, need for our services in that uh, market. Government, legal, and compliance um, has uh, lots and lots of video and audio content as well. And um, you know we're all aware of kind of the the expansion of of using those tools over the last ten years. Years um, in order to, uh, you know, typically enhance or, or shoot for higher levels of public safety. But frankly, the, the organizations are overwhelmed by the amount of content they've got, and they need tools to be able to um, kind of sift through that content and be able to be able to identify um, anomalies um, more efficiently. So that's that's why we've uh, decided to focus in that government legal and compliance market. So we've got with Within that, that overall category, we've got uh, use cases that are directed towards local law enforcement, and that's um, helping them to be able to uh, redact large quantities of video content that needs to be turned over for uh, Freedom of Information Act requests, um, or in other cases for uh, prosecution purposes, where um, uh, innocent um, or individuals that have a, a need for privacy, their um, uh, faces and other information needs to be blurred out. So that's that's a uh, capability that we offer that um, is able to deliver the information much more timely in a much more cost-effective way for that local law enforcement agency. We've also got another use case where 
or helping to be able to um, uh, assist in investigations. So an um, agency that uh, has a database of mugshots from everyone that they've um, uh, booked into their jail, um, they can use that database um, and uh, use our capability to be able to look at images from a surveillance um, footage from a crime scene and see if the perpetrator that's captured on that uh, surveillance footage is someone that uh, was already arrested um, and booked into their um, their jails through uh, the comparison of the surveillance footage image to the um, mugshot library. So again, you know, using kind of um, a variety of different capabilities, facial recognition and other applications to develop directly for uh, the prosecution of um, the uh, investigation, um, but uh, uh, having it done from a perspective of, of sitting on top of our overall um, AIware operating system. And then the, the last category I'll mention is, is litigation support. So um, oftentimes, um, especially regulated industries uh, or regulated uh, entities have large quantities of uh, recordings, um, oftentimes even uh, specifically in audio. So think about all the phone calls that are recorded. Um, and if there's a uh, dispute or if there's an investigation, they need to be able to have a way to cost-effectively uh, determine if um, information in those recordings is relevant to the matter. Um, in the past, the, the cost of, of uh, transcribing and trying to sort through those, those uh, recordings was uh, prohibitive, and uh, the parties would just uh, agree to exclude uh, that content from their investigation. But with the capabilities that we've developed, um, we can, uh, in a cost-effective way, provide a transcript of um, all or a portion of that content so that the uh, parties can uh, determine whether or not there's useful information that's relevant relevant to their uh, matter um, in those uh, recordings. So as AI develops, is that your friend? As it gets further along, does that help you to accomplish more and more, or does it make the engine less necessary? No, absolutely. So an artificial intelligence um, cognitive engine is um, is kind of the foundation of, of what we we work with. And as I mentioned earlier, we 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 have uh, hundreds of third-party engines on our platform. We do have some that we've um, developed that are more specific. But if you if you just think about what the um, engine is, it's an algorithm that's basically uh, widely available in the marketplace. And so um, in order to make it um, as accurate as possible, there's two things you need. One is you need to define your uh, scope as narrowly as possible, um, and then you've got to be able to train it using a sufficient amount of, of training data. So um, what we found is that by using our operating system to link together many um, narrowly focused engines that we can improve the level of accuracy for uh, the users. So as engines become better trained and frankly as more engines are developed that have a more narrow focus, the output of those engines that's, that's coordinated through our AIware operating system will produce an even higher level of accuracy uh, for um, the, the consumer. So as AI progresses, it sounds like you'll be able to add more value. Absolutely, yeah. So, so you're, you're taking on a lot. These are big markets, and you're taking on a lot of things. Uh, are you doing it on your own, or, or who are you partnering with? So from a, a, a 
technology perspective, um, yeah, this is this is what uh, you know we're we're all about is is doing the research and and enhancing um, our capabilities. Although, obviously, like I mentioned, the third-party cognitive engines being on the platform, um, the capabilities that they bring to us um, and allow us to then uh, partner with them and and uh, and engage them by having uh, bring customers on that use their engines. That's how they generate revenue. So we consider them to be our partners. But from a, a go-to-market perspective, um, we uh, are excited about recent developments from, uh, especially in the, the local law enforcement uh, category, where we're working with uh, Microsoft and PRI uh, to be able to uh, help them um, really collaborate with them as they seek to, to serve and provide more services to uh, the thousands of, of uh, local law enforcement agencies that they serve that um, using our tools, uh, that Redact tool that I mentioned, and the Identify uh, application as well, to be able to uh, provide a, a value-added service. So it's not just you know cloud hosting uh, for those agencies, but rather a more complete uh, solution for those agencies. And that's where uh, working for us with uh, somebody like Microsoft is great. They bring the um, Salesforce, the technical resources, um, and the longstanding relationships to um, to us with those uh, various agencies. But we're also bringing important capabilities to them that that they don't uh, otherwise have, which is to um, have a differentiated service that uh, meets uh, new and, and and ongoing needs for uh, uh, the police agencies who are their their customers. Very good. Now, I see you've made some acquisitions. To me, they look like they weren't just to diversify, that they seem to fit in. Um, do you have all the pieces you need, or might we see more acquisitions? Yeah, the acquisitions that we did in the third quarter of 2018, um, I'd say, have been very successful for us. Um, they gave us uh, – we, we were looking for uh, businesses that had uh, large amounts of video content um, and that they uh, could be enhanced through the use of our um, AIware operating system. Um, so um, we're, we're pleased with um, you know, the, the, the results and the integration that we've achieved with those businesses. At this point, um, we're we're really focused on um, executing the plan that we've got with the capabilities that we've got today. So we don't have um, uh, our, our uh, we're not looking for more acquisitions um, at this stage. But uh, you know, once we kind of I'd say get through the phase we're in now and can grow revenues with uh, to a more uh, significant level with the resources we've got today, we, we may in the future be looking to um, again to look for more uh, acquisition candidates. And in terms of gating factors, is it just the resources you have, or what would you say are the gating factors for growth? So the, the gating factors are, are really um, uh, kind of specific to each of the verticals that we're in. Um, I'd say in, in media and entertainment, um, we've got a very good market share there, and it's really a matter of, of allowing uh, the, the customers to be able to use our capabilities um, and um, uh, let them learn more and more about what our capabilities are and then um, work with them to expand the use cases within their organization. Um, we've seen um, brand names that uh, you know we're all familiar with on a daily basis if we're ever watching television or, or radio that um, have gone from um, you know small 
uh, four-digit per month um, uh, revenue levels for us to six and, and mid-six levels um, over the course of three or four years, which is just an example of the the uh, land and expand that I was mentioning earlier. So I think we're on a good um, trajectory there for uh, revenue growth and media and entertainment. On the government um, and legal and compliance side, um, I think that the we've we've continued to evolve. We've we've um, introduced um, applications to be able to to make our services more digestible by. Um, the consumers in those markets, and so um, as our applications have have continued to evolve, and frankly, some of the underlying technology, the uh, use cases are becoming easier and easier for organizations to um, consume. But there's also, especially when you're dealing with government, there's just the longer sales cycle um, that uh, that we're seeing there uh, versus uh, you know in the uh, media entertainment space. One thing that I would uh, mention, though, is as I mentioned earlier, you've got the the uh, recent expansion or the recent relationship with uh, Microsoft and, P- and PRI. That helps us to be able to move forward because they've got existing uh, business relationships that uh, should, uh, over time, reduce the the cycle time for uh, revenue growth for us in those markets. And what are some of the other drive the key drivers? So. Um, from a, a business perspective, um, I think just uh, continuing to work with our um, uh, in, in our markets, learning more and more about what uh, artificial intelligence can be to them. Um, if I um, think back about uh, local law enforcement, we really started with the identify um, application that I mentioned earlier, which is the one with the, the being able to match up the um, surveillance footage to um, a, a mugshot library. Um, from that, um, in, in kind of brainstorming with some of the initial uh, customers, um, the use case for Redact um, was identified. So uh, it's, it's going to be a, we expect it to be a similar type of, of growth opportunity for us in the markets that we're in today, where um, as we um, work with our uh, customers, learn more about where they've got um, a lot of manual processes going on around video and audio content, and then collaborate collaborating with them to be able to um, introduce um, uh, artificial intelligence to help them to be able to um, remove some, a lot of the manual effort and instead allow the, the people, their key employees, to be able to monitor the processing instead of having to do the, the processing themselves. So it, it, it's, it's uh, a fair amount of just, um, you know, kind of uh, working and, uh, again, back to the, the land and expand with the, uh, uh, with the customers. Uh-huh. Uh, and how do we make money? What's the revenue model look like? So in general, we, we um, set our, our revenues based upon uh, three factors. So it's the amount of um, of uh, content that's being ingested. So for a radio station, it would be you know 24-7 um, for their uh, live radio broadcast. Um, and then the next category is the number of engines and applications that are being uh, deployed to be able to analyze that content. Um, and then the third is, um, you know, the, the, the users within their organization that are relying on um, that content. So um, today that's those are the, the main drivers of uh, our revenue model, and it works out well from uh, the perspective of land and expand. As we uh, get in and show more value for um, the, our customers, uh, we're able to um, increase our revenues uh, with them as well.
Okay. Now, if we look out over the next 6, 12 months, any uh, special events or catalysts that we should look for? Well, we talked about um, on our earnings call on November 6th uh, that we have um, uh, reached a, uh, a key uh, milestone in our in our company's history. Um, we've uh, been able to develop a uh, large enough capability within our AIware operating system that we were um, in a position to be able to reduce um, our operating expenses um, uh, and and focus more on uh, driving growth um, through uh, realignment of the business um, to be uh, customer focused um, and and not need as many uh, resources to to build the um, the capabilities. So that's going to be that, that helps us to be able to reduce um, our operating expenses, which should help us to be able to bring or will help us to bring down our cash burn rate. Um, the so that that's kind of from a, a back end perspective that's uh, important for us. Uh, from a, a revenue perspective, uh, I think that the you know the things to be looking for um, is the the ramp up in um, the revenues with. Uh, Customers in uh, the the government legal and compliance market, um, and then also there's some new um, services that we've introduced uh, back into the advertising field that rely even more heavily on um, our AIOR operating system. We um, have branded those capabilities as very ads, and um, in in the quarter that we just completed, the third quarter of 2019, we had um, just shy of $100,000 of revenue uh, from um, those very ads capabilities um, in their first month of, of introduction. But um, over time, we see this as being something that uh, the capabilities there as being something that we can scale. And so, um, you know, again, over your six to 12-month horizon, um, you know, we're, we're hoping that we can see some um, meaningful revenue growth there. Granted, off very small numbers, um, but we're excited about the, uh, the early uh, indications of interest um, in Variads. Yeah, well, very interesting story at a at an interesting time. Uh, is there anything I failed to ask you about before we go? No, I think I, I just um, you know circle back to what I was talking about about the um, the, the changes from a um, focus perspective as far as uh, operating um, expenses and the relationship with sales growth. We think that um, the actions that we've taken uh, to realign our business um, focus our our teams from engineering to uh, product development and and marketing and sales um, get them focused specifically on. Uh, uh, individual verticals, media and entertainment, and government legal and compliance, plus our other categories in uh, the content licensing, Very Ads, and Veritone One, our advertising agency. We think that that's um, a meaningful transition in our business. It's going to allow us to operate more uh, efficiently and we think more effectively to be able to pursue um, the needs of the, the marketplace with the, uh, a, a smaller footprint of, re, a footprint of resources. So we're, we're very pleased with the revenue growth we've had. We're looking for um, expanding that revenue growth um, into the future, uh, but also being able to bring uh, more of that incremental gross profit uh, down um, to the bottom line to be able to reduce um, our operating expenses as we um, move towards becoming cash flow positive. Great. Well, thanks so much for sharing the Veritone, the Veritone story. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate the time. All right. Take care.